I call my mom, you call your mom. We all call our moms. You you look pretty. Well, thanks. I washed my face and put some lipstick on. Yeah. (laughs) I was just, your ear pods almost look like white earrings. So that's kind of. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah, they are. Um, I was just telling Marina and Josh that I think I look like the villain from the movie Beethoven. You mean the Beethoven about the dog? Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> I used to show a movie called Beethoven Lives Upstairs to all my third graders. <laughs> there was it, a villain in that one, too. She was like the housekeeper, kind of. I feel like I probably but you don't watch that. Beethoven Lives Upstairs? Are you sure? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look nothing like that. Look at those glasses. Josh laughed, and, it, and therefore it's true. Okay. Well, I, I do trust it. Josh and Marina, but <laughs> as your mother, I say no. That looks nothing like you. That's because it would be on you, partly. <laughs> partly. <laughs> Just partway. 50% you. Um, uh, My new couch comes tomorrow. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to have a place to sit. I'm most excited to have a place to sit down. Yeah. The floor. Oh, you're very... you're not going to want to get up. Look, if I've learned anything, it's that the floor is very far away, and <laughs> it's tough to get up and down. <laughs> I'm an old woman. No, you're not. It'll keep you fit. It's mm. true. Um, yeah. And you got a new storm door. Yeah. Maybe when it's all over, I'll show you. Okay. I know Josh is itching to see this storm door. Really? Okay. Well, I'll show you then. <laughs> oh, you're just kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. I'm going to show it to you anyway because I'm real happy with it. All right. I love you. I did want to see it. Wow. There it is. And you know what? It's getting, it's warmer inside. It's working. Yeah. It's helping already. Isn't that nice? It feels well, like a new window it. in the kitchen. You do? It's lovely. <laughs> you do not. I know. It's, I'm uh, serious. I'm not being, I'm yeah. not messing with you. I'm happy with it. I waited two months. I know. Yeah, and I'm thinking I think about I... getting new floors in this kitchen, Beth. Yeah, I think you should. Oh, where do I? T- yeah, they're going to be all, they're going to be hardwood floors. The guy came this morning to look at them. I think a lot of people are dealing with things being delayed. COVID, holidays. Well, materials. That's right. Couches. Storm yeah. doors. People can relate. I just I did the thing where I sold my couch before the new one arrived. But I'm glad you did that. It'll make you appreciate this new one more than anything. You're right. Very good point. <laughs> um, or it would be terrible to have two two couches. That's true. You got to look at the bright side of things. <laughs> I try. I really try. You had a guy come and install it, right? Install what? Oh, the door. Yeah. What was his yeah, name? His name was Raj. Raj. He, he called me Sunday morning at 9.30, and uh, I wasn't expecting it. I said, hello? He goes, hi, Diane, this is Raj. <laughs> I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> and I sort of made a little judgment there. Because he called he on a Sunday. Being, well, yeah, and it, he, his voice sounded a little creepy, like I might be worried. Who's Raj? <laughs> and is he really working for Lowe's? But... <laughs> I think I did tell you this. He was so good to Nigel. He Aww. just kept calling, you know, you're so pretty. You're such a good girl. Oh, dear. Okay, let's turn that off. Okay. Well, at least it happened before because today we were talking to 
Rhonda. John, Rhonda. Jonathan Lipnicki's mom, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. I guess our first introduction to Jonathan would have been Jerry Maguire. Definitely. I always say that if I could, I would write the female Jerry Maguire. And the most <laughs> quoted line would be, you deplete me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, but you know what my favorite line is? Did you know the human head weighs eight pounds? I know. I love that line. I love that line. How did that little boy memorize all those lines? That's what I'm legendary. Well, I think the answer is I memorized all of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back when I was only six. Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah. Well, she'll be able to give us some insight. I mean, most kids get their break in elementary school doing plays and like, you know for me for me for example playing bonnie balloon bonnie the magic balloon yes at third grade and you know as you, you do get school. some inklings or how you used to memorize poems you love memorizing poems not every kid gets into that i did love memorizing poems yeah you really did and i was glad that it was a part of your you know just a part of the curriculum to read poetry memorize we- yeah, we, Mrs. Blaze did that a lot in the library. Gave us extra points in the library. We would have yeah. to memorize poems and recite them to her, and then we'd get like who knows a sticker. The things I did for a sticker. <laughs> I know, but what a gift! Really, when you think about, it, you still love. Poetry. And then I started writing poetry. Yeah. Um, one of my yeah. famous pieces published was entitled "Fall." I don't know if you remember it. Acorns oh, on the ground, the- crunching yeah. under your feet. Now it's almost time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I have that little book. I still a have that little book. What a scam! <laughs> Telling kids that their po- their poem their poem will be published in a bit of lit, and <laughs> but then it was sending it to their parents and being like, maybe you should purchase this book we <laughs> are scamming you for. <laughs> and I did gladly. Yeah, I just think yeah, that was maybe you should write to Mrs. Blazes one oh, of these days. Bright colors coming from the trees, kitty cats itching their fleas, candy corn and pumpkin pie look superb to my eye. Acorns on the ground the crunching under no. my feet. Now it's almost no, time to eat. Mom, how could you interrupt? I was reciting. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't recall fleas being part of the line. Kitty though. cats itching their fleas. Okay, let's not fight it about wasn't it. I mean, itching their. I wrote uh, now it. I'll have to look it up. Bit of lit. I'll find it. It's downstairs. Or maybe it was like. I just don't think fleas. Children's. I. How much money do you want to bet? Breeze. A million. Kitty cats itching in the breeze. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> New storm door preventing me from the breeze. Protecting me from the breeze. Hey, and did I tell you the top part even comes down and there's a screen? Ooh. I would have said no screen and started taking orders at a fake cafe if I still lived there. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of lit. I'll be checking on that. I think a bit of lit was Oakwood's version of the poems. You had a small book and then you had a larger book. Because remember, you did write some in high school, too. And that was a little bit more. I think we're getting a call. Rhonda, can you hear us? I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Hi, she Rhonda. Back. We love Hi, that. Rhonda. Hi. It's Beth, and this is my mom, Diane. Hi, Rhonda. 
Hi, Diane. I'm already feeling giggly. So <laughs> We're so excited that you could join us. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Are yes. you kidding? You, you asked me to talk about, like, my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. favorite, like, your favorite person in the world, his, I bet. And you probably already know this, but he, he, yeah, you are his favorite too. He said, she's the most amazing person I know and I'm lucky to have her. Just so you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my. Well, I must say, or his sister, Alexis. Yes. She's my other favorite. Sister. Of course. Uh, you yes, can't yes. exclude her. Of course not. No. No. Never. Okay, so Rhonda, is Alexa older or a younger sister? Three years older. Okay, Three so years she older. came first, and then Johnny's the youngest. And you guys, did mm-hmm. you grow? You they grew up in California, but did you grow up in California, Rhonda? Yes, I did. Although most people, when they meet me, say you're so New York, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because you're honest and direct, yes. straightforward, smart, straightforward and direct. And sharp. <laughs> So, oh, I, and, know, I don't know. Oh, wait. So, where did you grow up? I grew up in the San Fernando Valley in oh, California. Okay. And when you and were. I love to say. Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry. sorry. Now you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, as it happens, I was born on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, wow. <laughs> in Ka- oh, how in Ka- historical. In Kaiser Hospital, but you know. <laughs> yes. Still, it counts. <laughs> That's so, it's in your blood. Count. Hollywood's yeah. in your blood. Did you, when you were little growing up, did you, I guess it's like just a completely different experience kind of growing up in LA because I'm from the Midwest and I think we all have our perceptions of what it would be like to grow up in a big city. Um, did you, did you, were your parents into the entertainment industry or they just settled out here? Um, they just settled out here. They uh, were both born in Brooklyn. Didn't, oh. Their families didn't know each other and then they met in high school in East LA. Oh, mm. that's amazing. That's cool. yeah. a neat story. And so what yeah, the, when they, they moved, moved out here they were working in just not in the industry? Right. My father spent his entire career working for the telephone company. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a stay at home mom until I went away to college. Oh, wow. and when you were little like Growing up here, did you feel like a pull to be in the industry as well? But you, or was it just sort of like part of you didn't even consider it? I'm just so curious what it would be like to grow uh, up here. Well, my grandmother, my mom's mom, was this dynamic, teeny tiny little lady. And she would love to take my cousins and I on the bus, which we thought was so exciting because we were very <laughs> suburban, to, gra- to Grauman's Chinese Theater to see movies. <sighs> Oh, and so I grew wow. up loving movies and um, had a real strong affinity for the art. But it wasn't until later that I thought seriously about it. And first I wanted to be an actress. I was a theater major and all of that. So was I really I. didn't have... Oh, were you? Yeah. But you <laughs> felt like... Or where did you end up going to college for theater? University of San Francisco. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. And so ultimately you just kind of felt like after after going to school and studying theater, it wasn't for you? I, to be quite honest, did not have the 
I want to say bald, but (laughs) 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 to put myself out there that way. Um, I, I did work in entertainment, but not in front of the camera. You know, I find it's just like, I can relate to that just in the sense that I did go to theater school and I remember just, I moved to Chicago because I went to theater school in Ohio. It was just, you know, a liberal arts school, nothing, no intense conservatory or anything. But because of that, I got to perform a lot. But when I moved to Chicago and I had to do, yeah, I had to do my um, auditions and stuff. I think it just gets very real. It's scary. And Mm. so I can understand why. Once it came down to it, you're just sort of like, all right, I don't might not have it in me. And that and you can really only discover that, I guess, when you're in the moment doing it. Did you get to act a lot exactly. in college? Exactly. Um, yes, I was I gonna did, say, because... but in college you must mm. have had quite a few acting experiences, right, Rhonda? I mean you would have to do it. I Is did. that when you Yeah. I I did and I absolutely loved it. But in the real world, I just I just didn't have the guts. And I felt for me, and, I, and I'm sure young women struggle with this to this day, my own body self-consciousness came very much into play. Yeah. I am not naturally a thin person at all, and I wasn't big enough to be like a character person, and I sort of just felt like, Mm, it's not for me. Yeah, and unfortunately, I feel like we things have gotten better, but I do feel like we lost plenty of people like you who felt pushed out by that same reason. I mean, I think it's changed over the last, I want to say, definitely five years. But when I moved here, which was nine years ago in 2011, I had similar experiences and feelings, even when I was in Chicago. So I can relate to that. Um, and I even took a... I took one acting class when I got here and um, yeah, the, it was like a very popular woman. She still teaches and she, she said the same thing or probably what would have been your least favorite thing to hear. And same for me. She was like, you just need to lose 10 pounds and then you'll be great. You're so talented. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think, I don't remember it like making me cry or anything. I think I remember being like, whatever. But like you said, yeah. um, it was either like gain a bunch of weight is what people would tell you and be like a character. Yes, yes. Or yeah, yes. starve yourself to be a leading lady. The great part is, like I said, I do feel so much better about it now. I mean, I think just because with age and confidence and, you know, oh, believing in myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But some of that, I mean, it absolutely does come with maturity. Yeah. And with finding your way in the world and really defining your own values, you know. And so I would think I would think that would happen to a woman, even if she even if she wasn't in acting. You know, I'm not an actress. I was a teacher. But what you were describing, I I think women probably across the board can relate to that. How sad is that, you know, to instill that self-doubt in someone who is so talented, which you probably were very talented and, and had a passion for probably it. could have handled a variety of roles. But how sad is that? Oh, thank you. No, I mean I it. Feel, I know. I look back all sad. the time. I look back on it and I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the sense of like time wasted. 
like where you were doubting yourself. Yes, exactly. That's the annoying Time part. wasted. That's right. Time I mean, wasted. Yeah. But what were some of your favorite yeah. parts when you were still in college? Did you have any standout moments that you loved playing or? I loved playing Hermia in A Midsummer Night's Dream, probably best of all. Oh, because I love that. Our, our director, our director was a very innovative guy from American Conservatory Theater there in San Francisco. And he directed it as a broader comedy. And his concept of Hermia was kind of like a bossy Jewish princess. <laughs> and I may or may not <laughs> I may or may not greatly resemble that role, but <laughs> it was it that was, was a great fun. I love that. Aww. And so when you it were great fun. once you finished up there or um when did you start to like when did you meet Johnny's dad? When I moved I mean, I, and I don't, I can't assume that you're, I don't know if you guys are still together or whatever, but. We are not. We are better friends than husband and wife. I guess that's Aww. a good thing to discover. So we are not. That is a nice friends. thing. Yeah. We're, yeah. Um, we are, you know, close and friendly and all of that, but we do better apart. Yeah. Sure. I can understand sure. that. And did you, know, you guys meet in college? Sometimes little souls are Oh, no. Um, she's older than me. We met when I moved back down here from San Francisco, and we were set up on a blind date by my stepfather um, and his brother. My stepfather and his brother knew each <laughs> other from business. And my stepfather, God love him, a blessed memory, it was very, very funny, very Eastern European. Holocaust survivor whose wow. whole attitude in uh -huh. life was every day is a blessing. Eat uh -huh. a little too much, drink a little too much, make love a little too much. So <laughs> I met Joe, I met my my ex husband's brother, and he was a real obnoxious salesman kind of a guy. So I said, God, I'm sorry, why I love your descriptions. You, why, why wouldn't you? Fixed me up with his brother. And he said, because I always heard his brother was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and did that turn out to be true? Yes. 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 You said, I cut you off, I think. You were going to say little, you said sometimes little souls. I, th I, missed you. I missed you. Oh, sometimes, sometimes little souls need to be born. And that probably is the greater purpose of some relationships the long-term purpose mm. you know yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think about that oh, a lot actually because awesome. yeah we have several um marriages well mom had two my sister's had a few as well and I think what you're saying is uh and especially my middle sister she's had um some little souls born her babies and we're so grateful for them mm. but she's not with those men anymore so I think that's a great way to put it you two people coming together yeah. to make someone special like Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, definitely. And you just have to have to realize that, you know, you're a different person at different stages in your life. And at that yeah. stage, it was perfect. You know? Yeah. And so you guys decided to get married or what was your sort of, you, you courted for a while and then started your family or Alexis was first. Alexis was first. And um, she was she's just that firstborn girl, strong, 
one of her first words was myself. But she she at three years old when Jenny was born thought she was his other mommy. So of course. It, it worked out very well. It was very cute. Very, very Aww. cute. So and then Johnny um came along and um when he was sort of like a a, a baby, I guess, were you working then? Or no, or did you say that you stayed at home? Or no, your mom did. Her My mom, mom stayed, stayed at home. home. I, I, I did too. Because even though I had always been career oriented and kind of a driven person, mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss out on that. I, I really didn't. That. I had very, very happy childhood memories. My mom was my brownie leader. I was Alexis. And yeah. it, it was really, really great. I was writing screenplays with a partner when Johnny was born. And I used to nurse him in Linwood type, my <laughs> writing partner, or, you know, or, and then she'd hold him. So he was kind of like our baby. It was, it was Aww. really fun because she had a daughter exactly Lexus's age and we met in mommy and me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I did the same oh, thing, Rhonda. Were, I'm just listening to you and thinking, mm-hmm. I did that too. I didn't want to miss a thing. I did not want to miss a I, thing. But it sounds I, like you I could really, also do your writing. You could do your writing also when he was a little guy and Alexa. When he was, yes, yes. But we always stopped, you know, when school was over for the girls. And oh. actually, I have to tell you that the whole reason Johnny became an actor was because of my writing partner, Lynn Kelsey. <laughs> because she Aww. was on staff at Learning Tree University teaching writing for television, I think, at the time. And she met a woman who was teaching acting for kids. And our daughters, who had grown up together but had to go to separate elementaries because of school districts, okay. missed each other. So she said, what about if we enroll them in this acting class for kids on Saturday, they'll get to spend time together. And I just think it's a really great idea for girls to be able mm. to speak for themselves and stand up. And, and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and unbeknownst to me, secretly, she was meeting with the acting teacher in the teacher's lounge and plotting how to get Jonathan in there. <laughs> she had apparently told the acting teacher whatever it is. That oh it, gosh. that charisma, that whatever, my partner's son is the most adorable kid I've ever seen. And oh I don't gosh, find any was. of this out until the teacher calls me and says, do you think we could bring Jonathan by? I hear he's just wonderful. And Johnny loved hearing the stories Lauren and Alexis would tell him about acting class. And he was like, <laughs> I want to do that. Oh, my gosh. And I had... I had worked in development and production of motion pictures. So that was about the last thing I wanted with any seriousness, you know. <laughs> yes. I was all for taking acting classes and having some fun. But, you know, I'd seen some horror stories and certainly heard some horror stories. And I didn't sure. want that for yeah. him. So I agreed. Jonathan said, <laughs> it's a meeting. I have to wear a tie. So he put on his on Mickey Mouse tie. And we, we, and we picked up Alexis from acting class. And he was about four, four years old. And he 
he starts talking to the teacher and she says, Rhonda, I want to show him what an audition is like. And he can't read. So I'll tell him what the words are and let's just see how he does. So <laughs> Lynn and I wait, wait in the hall. And Johnny throws open the door and says, you got to let me try. This is so much fun. Aww. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so, you know. Yeah, I think when he, it's so I cute that him, he had such a passion for it, you know. You, oh, he did. Well, he was a born storyteller. Just, oh. I mean, always having these imaginary stories. He was always telling a story that he was currently inventing. And one of the things he did from the smallest, smallest age, like maybe two, when he could walk, was have these imaginary games, different sports, hockey and baseball, mostly, <laughs> and sometimes basketball, going on in his mind in my living room. So I walked by with a vacuum and he, and he would yell, Mommy, get out of the game. And he'd go, what game? Where am I? What am I doing? And he'd go, I have to dribble past you. You know, and oh my gosh, very, a very yeah, rich very, inner world, <laughs> very rich inner world, very rich inner world. And he just, he had a, a very, um, very much a love to invent things, but he was addicted mm. to his pacifier. So, oh, yes. so he was. So I thought he'd be bar mitzvah in it, uh, with it. <laughs> you know, I mean, he just loved this thing. But he was really verbal, really early. So he, he must have been. Pop it out of yeah. his, he, he, he was funny, and he would pop it out of his mouth like an old man with a cigar, and he would just say these amazing things. One day we were having lunch at a restaurant with my roommate, and Johnny <laughs> pops his, excuse me, his pacifier out of his mouth, and he's looking at the waitress, and the waitress says to my ex-husband, what would you like to drink? And Jonathan says, he'll have a whiskey. <laughs> good pirates drink good whiskey, and oh. bad pirates drink bad whiskey. <laughs> where where did he get this stuff? And drink. I have no oh my idea. gosh. But then again, I have a kind of a interesting thing that happened when he was I want to say 18 months. He was because he was using this walker that he 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 really could walk, but he would run with this thing, and he and run and throw a football. So I said, um, "Oh, Johnny, your grandpa Bill, who was my father, and my father died while I was pregnant with Jonathan. So Jonathan's name is Jonathan Ring." And I said, "Your grandpa Bill would be so proud of you. You got an arm." And he goes, "I know Grandpa Bill." And I said, no, honey, you don't. He passed away before you were right before you were born. And he says, Mom, I know him from baby heaven. Oh, and I said, Jonathan, Jonathan, what's baby heaven? And he laughed and said, Mommy, you're so silly. You know what it is. And like ran away with this walker and football. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. You're oh kind God. of an amazing kid. Yes. Wow. He really is. I'm thinking about like his like <sighs> first little um, words and running around. And I think too, like because I had older sisters and he had his older sister, like, I don't know. I always felt a little more 
like advanced or trying to keep up. And I was like memorizing things early yeah. too and saying words and wait, what were his first words? Do you remember? I'll take whiskey. I, no. <laughs> yeah, whiskey was one of them. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, but I, still. I think it was mommy and daddy and Alexis, but he didn't quite say Alexis, it was more like X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, but he, it, it seems like once he started making sounds and words, it was sentences. And people yeah. would turn around in the grocery store because he was, he was this little guy with a pacifier and he'd whip it out and say something very <laughs> profound. Which they didn't expect, I'm sure they didn't expect at all from a little guy, no. right? That makes it even no. better, I think. Oh my gosh! No, it was it was he kept me in stitches, and he and his story. He'd go, "Mom, what if?" And a huge long story, you know, would progress, and <laughs> it just it was so much fun. I That's bet. incredible. It was so much fun. And so basically, because like I think about too, we I have nieces and nephews, and I'm thinking about that age. And so four was when he really first said, "You know, I want to do it, Alexis." and and Lauren are doing. Mm-hmm. He's like, you gotta let me try, which is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so from there on out, were you kind of getting to go with him and you know taking him oh, out I, to audition I, and yeah. things? And I, I understand geez. what you were oh, saying about the apprehension because I think there is, of course, like like, like anyone who uh, has been in this world and read the news, like you, like you mentioned, there are sometimes some bad stories about child actors and, but there can also be really positive ones. Sounds like. Or Rhonda being an actress herself. Yeah. You know, knowing what that world could be like, and you wouldn't want anybody to make a suggestion how your child should look different or be different. It's true. I bet you did have a a lot of, um, a lot of apprehension there. Yeah. I can understand. About your precious child. Yes, and I, you know what, it's it's a process that has continued, that continued all the way till he was 18 and then, you know, moved out on his own and was making his own choices. I always checked in with him to see that this is still something he wanted to do. And mm-hmm. he took off every baseball season and basketball season because he loved team sports so much. And, um, and when he, and he went to public school, which was very important to me because sometimes the people in charge want you to do like online school is just starting and, or these actor school where they're off all afternoon. No, he loves our neighborhood. He wants to go to public school. He's going to go to public school. And when Mm -hmm. he went to high school, he said, I'm going to take time off. I want to play water polo. And that was so great for him and so important and so wonderful. And he went to prom. And I think my whole thing was always, please God, let this be a positive thing in his life and not something where he looks back and says, but I didn't do this and I didn't do that. I mean, he even had fun fun jobs growing up, working at a Christmas tree <laughs> lot. And he was a camp counselor where he went to day camp. So, Oh, that's cool. I think that bit of normalcy, like, yeah, 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 a bit of normalcy with this other, these other extraordinary experiences, but that's great. I mean, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It just struck me. That's maybe why he's so 
normal. Awesome. <laughs> and you have such a great relationship well, with him because you allowed him to yeah. make those choices. He knew. You knew. Yes, yes. In fact, it was no matter how much fun he was having doing something, uh, doing a role, mm-hmm. he was very conscious of the fact that he didn't want to forget the things at home. He had done a three-episode arc on Dawson's Creek. And he had a wonderful relationship with Joshua Jackson. And so the producers said, hey, Johnny, we'd like to write you in for some more. Maybe as a recurring character, what would you think about that? And that shot in Wilmington. And so Jonathan said, nah, I got to go home now. My team needs me. And they said, what kind of team? And Jonathan, and Jonathan goes, uh, baseball. And they said, well, what if we find you a baseball team to sign up here? And Jonathan says, nah, it wouldn't be the same. I got to go home. It's baseball season. And I was like, yeah, Johnny. That's (laughs) awesome. Now now his sister, who was with us and had a huge crush on Joshua. Yeah, I was going to say, she's like, Jonathan, how could you do this to me? How could you do that? (laughs) Oh, he... He tortured her. Here he knew Alexis was madly in love with Dawson, with, with, with the show Dawson's Creek and Josh Jackson. And in fact, she said to him, if you really love me, you'll get this role. So she came, she came with us. And Jonathan says, brings her over to, to Joshua Jackson and says, this is my sister, Alexis. She's got a crush on you. Oh, a really no. big crush. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, bro. Johnny, that, that was is such not a brother cool. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's an older brother he was, thing, he, but he's younger. <laughs> he took that role as little, little brother very seriously. Very seriously. Oh, that's funny. That is a funny story. I love that. Oh my gosh. And um, obviously, you know, I think for for most people, and maybe they weren't keeping up with him as much now, but like his first big debut was Jerry Maguire. And at the time, you must have been taking him to auditions. Like, what was that like? You were just sort of going out for um, movies well, or television, or this was a particular thing that he really wanted. Well, he had done a few commercials, really fun stuff, like washing a bulldog for um, for photography services at Savon or something, you know, fun <laughs> little things. And then he was told by his agent that there, that there was going to be a movie with Tom Cruise and there was a role for a little boy. So I showed him Top Gun. Huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to having to buy it instead of renting it from Blockbuster. He watched <laughs> it like literally round like around the clock. So he says to me, "Mom, I'm gonna be Ray Boyd." And I said, "Jonathan, no. I hope so." And it's wonderful to think so. But every little boy who is an actor is going to be going for that role. And I think he's supposed to be a little older than you. So he goes for the audition, and we don't hear anything back. Then I read to him from Variety, Johnny, I'm really sorry, <laughs> but because he's still talking about Ray Boyd, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, that was been passed, and they're still shooting movies. He goes, don't worry about it. I'm Ray Boyd. This kid's cracking me up. <laughs> he, was, he was really, you know, and I was a little worried about it because I didn't want him to have a big crash 
disappointment, yeah, sure. you know, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So then we hear they're recasting the role because the chemistry was missing between Tom and the child. Oh, my so gosh. Jonathan's agent, there had been an edict issue that, like, we're not seeing anybody we ever saw before. And Jonathan's agent said, I stake my reputation on this. Don't see any of my other clients, but you got to see Jonathan again. I don't know what happened. So Jonathan's all excited for this, but the day of the audition is the day Alexis is going to go away to sleep over a Girl Scout camp for the first time. And I said, I asked his dad, Joe, can you please, please click into this? Because I, I got to be there to pack up Alexis. She's going with these other girls and I'm not going, you know, and the whole thing. And Joe yeah. says, yeah, I'll take him. And Joe's <laughs> an accountant. So he's very like, what are we doing? We're wasting time. You know, everything. <laughs> he, he, you know, he was very precise and, 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 and could only think of how much money was being sent every time he'd visit on a set and things are going slowly. So Joe takes him. <laughs> very pregnant. And then it's time. <laughs> and then, yeah, very pregnant. And then it's time for Alexis to leave. And I'm standing in the driveway of the other mommy's house with Alexis. And finally, my phone rings. And it's Joe. I'm like, where the hell are you? You have to say goodbye to Alexis. He goes, hey, honey, what are you doing tonight? And I said, laundry, why? And he said, well, because they want you to fly to Arizona and meet Tom Cruise and see if there's a relationship. Oh, my god! And I go, well, the laundry can wait. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that was the best answer. Yes. Anytime. <sighs> yes. Yes. And so we flew to, we flew to Arizona because they were shooting football footage there because Jerry McGuire is a football agent. And, That's right. Um, That's right. In the car, I mean, in the car, in the airplane, I'm saying to Jonathan, um, Cameron Crow is the name of the director and he wants to meet you right away when we land but do you want time? Do you want to go over the line for it? He goes, no, nah, I got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, Mom, know. I'm Ray Boyd. How many times do I need yeah, to do it? I'm Ray Boyd. That's right. <laughs> yeah, don't get stupid on me, Mom. But, um, <laughs> don't worry, Mom. I got this. I love this kid. And and that's exactly what happened. He he met with Cameron first, and he walked out of the room and said, "Ma, I did great." And Cameron said, "Rhonda, you did great." And so he oh said, "Let's go meet Tom at the football stadium." And we're in the trailer waiting, and and Joe takes Johnny on a little walk because he's you know four and a half. He's got to spend some energy. So yeah. he's running around the parking lot and I'm alone in the trailer and there's a knock on the door. I open it and there is Tom Cruise oh my in God. a white oh my t-shirt gosh. with his sleeves rolled up and oh. ray bands on. And he goes, hi. And I don't think I, I spoke. <laughs> said, I don't think um, I would have either. I'm, I'm, I'm Tom. And I said, oh, hi, Tom. I'm Rhonda. Jonathan's just on a walk. Let me get him back. So then Cameron came and Joe and Jonathan came and Jonathan sees Tommy and he goes, hi, I feel the need, the need for speed. speed. And they, and, and they start laughing like they've known each other 25 years. I mean, it was so incredible. Oh my gosh, it was meant to be. Yeah. Cameron said, Tom, do you want to run a couple of things? And he said, yeah, sure. 
we sat down on the couch with Jonathan in the trailer, which is this little skinny thing. And I said, okay, um, we'll step out. And Tom goes, no, please stay. So I'm literally like one foot away from them. And Jonathan's always been funny and charming and all of that. But they do a very serious thing. And Jonathan's getting tears running down his face. And I, I was just dumbstruck, literally. Oh, I bet. So Tom stands up and he says, it was so nice to meet you all. He goes, Cameron, I, I think you know my feeling. And he left and we got a call. We flew home that night and we got a call. Can you come for wardrobe the next morning? Ooh. So Jonathan was like, not even surprised. Wow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> I told you about this. <laughs> I'm Ray Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. So. Wow. And he yeah. really, I'm, I'm still blown away that this was a little boy that's four and a half years old. He's like an old oh, soul yeah. in this little body. I know. And truly, like, when you watch that movie, he's really so special. You know, he's oh, he definitely someone that he really was. I mean, I'm so glad that they, that he knew and then everybody else caught up because that I can't imagine hair. anyone else doing it. His be- yes, he's and his so glasses. sweet. He, he just melts your and heart. You know he made that movie. He really did. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's so nice to hear. And his hair was as a result of him having really serious colic. And we could not <laughs> get his hair to stay down. So his hairdresser oh. said, why are we fighting this? And then Good. he just found out he, he needed glasses just maybe oh, a couple of months before Jerry Maguire. Okay. So they were his real, his real glasses and his... They just let him be who he was. I'm sure that was your best feeling. They're just going to let him be who he is. Well, I think we need to take a break. So we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm not tired. I'm still blown away. Most kids at four and a half or five, you know, they're going to preschool. They're learning social interactions. They're learning colors and numbers. And you have a little boy with a vocabulary and an imagination that's just off the charts. I mean, for him to relate to other adults like that, I'm just... Oh, yeah. And I was amazed. I think we were all amazed when we saw that little boy in the movie because he just... He was the glue that, that kept all those characters together. He really was. That little yeah. smile. and um, Oh, my gosh. That voice. Yes. Um, it was Cameron Crowe's wish that I not see any dailies or go to any casting crew screenings. He goes, I want to see your face at the premiere. And I couldn't. It was like, I sat there while this, I was always present. When every scene was being shot, because there was not, I didn't want people saying things in front of Jonathan or, you know, untoward adult behavior or just anything. And um, Mm -hmm. I I, I couldn't believe it. I I just, you know, and Johnny, for his part, fell asleep with his head in my lap. The first time he went to the movie. Oh, you're kidding. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) No ego. Yeah. 
just uh, yeah. incredible it's New York acting. time. It was in New York, you know? Yeah. So, oh, my gosh. That's so amazing. That's a great story. I mean, every step of the way is just a great story. And I worked oh. on... Um, I worked on a movie with young boys called, it's called Good Boys. It was a couple years ago. Oh, but, Johnny told me about it. Yeah. Yes. That's him and his great. girlfriend had watched mm-hmm. it together. But um, so, yeah, I had a little experience working with, with child actors. And so I can understand that. It's also a bit of a job for you. You know, like you said, you're there oh, on set with him and mm-hmm. looking out and making sure oh. he's safe. And And very importantly, I, I really wanted to make sure that he worked the hours he was supposed to and not be cajoled into, yeah, it's school time, but you can catch up on that because a child actor needs to do school on the set. And God bless his studio teachers. They were really, you know, it was great because I kind of just got to be the mom and say to the studio teacher in front of the producers and all, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. No, no, they can't have 10 more minutes. He needs to go to yeah. school. He's tired, I can tell. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so then, there for that. and were you, did, was it in Arizona the whole time or? No, it, we, we flew back home and it, it um, was at Sony Pictures in, in LA. So that was nice. Yeah, to not have you to know, away that, that long. That he, that he got to be home. Although some of our most fun adventures have been out of the state and out of the country, in fact. So, mm. but for his first experience, it was really nice to get to be at home. Well, I bet. Yeah, the first time. What were some of the out of the country ones? Yeah. He shot a film called The Little Vampire. Oh, yeah. And the, and the um, castles and things were on location in Scotland which was a great adventure. And oh, and wow. Johnny walked around in a, in a kilt. Oh. And I'll have you know, he insisted on being authentic. And I was like, Johnny, it's going to get cold, honey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, the, and the balance of it was, was shot in Germany. So we lived in oh two different gosh. countries. And while his beloved dog, Edgar, could not go to the UK because of their um, restrictions, we flew Edgar to Germany. So Edgar oh, was on location. <laughs> um, and That's very cool. He, what, what kind of dog? Yeah. He was a pit bull mix that we got at the animal shelter. And oh. Johnny's best friend. Isn't that you nice? Know. Yeah. I know he, yeah. such, he, he does um, charity work with some animals too. And he was telling me that he's... Yeah, you know, worried, worried about his dog right now, unfortunately. So we're sending good thoughts. Oh, to yes, Denny is healing. In fact, he is coming back. He back here to California from Florida, and he's being driven because he his eye there's pressure in his eye and he shouldn't fly right now. And oh. so in another ongoing in another ongoing Rondo Jonathan story. We're um, imagining <laughs> Jenny as Mahershala in the Green Book. Yes, oh, getting driven yes. back. <laughs> oh. Well, Dr. Jenny oh. Shirley will be coming across country eating chicken in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great movie. I love that movie. I love Get that him movie. back. Get him back safe. Get him back safe and yeah, sound. Yeah, safe and sound. Well, did he yeah. do the little vampire 
Vampires. Or Stuart Vampire? Little was Vampire. in between, right? Vampire. Did he do that after the Stuart Little? Oh, yes. He did them in between the Stuart. So he did Stuart Little, the first one. Then we went okay. to do the Little Vampire. Then he came back home and did Stuart the Little. sequel? Two. Oh, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, Rhonda, my, my grandchildren love, love that movie, Stuart Little. I mean, they've watched it multiple times, and this has been over the last few years. But um, and again, in that movie, he he played jo- was it George, the little boy's George. name was George. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Just the empathy, the feelings that the, that he emotes are. You get little kids who are seven, eight years old, and they just can feel because of the way Johnny acts, because of the way he brings out that character, but. Of course, I love, um, was it Hugh Laurie and uh, Gina Davis? Gina. I love the cast, yes. Gina Davis. Oh, they were But, amazing. oh my gosh, just a wonderful movie. And, oh, my grandkids love that movie. I'll yeah. have to tell them I talked to George's mom. Well, <laughs> we didn't know what Stuart was going to look like till right before the movie came out. Stuart was a laser dot. So- and that came out so well. I mean, that was unbelievable. It was particularly challenging, but... So he had to know, act with a dot? a lot of support. With a dot. With a dot, a laser dot. Well, would he yes. would he hear Michael J. Fox's voice? I mean, would he hear the dialogue no, and then be it, able to... Oh. No, there was a gentleman on set. He read wow. Stuart's lines, and then they okay. had a laser dot where Stuart was supposed to be standing. So oh, that's it was incredible. very wow. challenging, but very, you know, it was, it was, uh, again, an amazing experience to have sat on the set and then seen it produced. I bet. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a masterpiece, was, it, really. Yeah. It was, it I mean, was beautifully done. I was. felt, I mean, no, you know, no, it was a beautifully done film. And I, you know, I think he's very proud of it. Of that he should be well. because it's one of those things where too yes. you know you, his first film is Jerry Maguire and then you know like we're saying you just you never know what's going to happen I guess when a child actor grows up and because people are seeing them as a child it really opens them up to the public eye early and that can change people but I love that well of course he had you and Joe and Alexis but it seems like he also was able to make some great choices in the work that he did and then on top of it he was. Maintaining his regular life. He did, and his life was full and rich. And so he didn't, when it was time to go back to it, he was ready to go back. He's Mm -hmm. still friends with kids from the Hebrew school carpool. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's so silly. And and he, yeah, it's always been important to him, his relationships with others and his craft. I mean, he's continually studying and um, did had the wonderful experience of being at Playhouse West for some years and um, okay. studies with some really great coaches now. And um, Yeah, because he's still, been, he's still doing movies. He's got um, Broil, which is a horror thriller that's from the people who yes. It Follows. That oh, will be no. Okay. I know. Mom only yes, says, oh, no, yes. because she doesn't like scary movies. I don't like scary <laughs> movies. I can't imagine that that handsome man being in a scary movie, but okay. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I do that. As, I know. <laughs> as bizarre as it 
as a bizarre as it sounds, he plays an autistic chef assassin. Oh, oh wow. <gasps> oh, very wow. interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is very interesting. Talk about confusion right there. Yeah, that I would can't be... wait to see it. Yeah, and isn't there another one? Oh, Cooling yeah, to cool. Paradise. I read yes. about that one, too. Yes, with cool. Karen Manning. Yes, I... To, yeah, to my knowledge, that is not out yet, and I hope you would tell me. But it's um, yeah, his his adult career has been really um, challenging in some ways because he faces a certain prejudice, like this was expected to be five. I don't know, or that he can't sure. play the role the role of someone um, devious or dangerous. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. he's a gifted actor. He's a Gifted, gifted actor, and I, I um, you know, he can he can do whatever he wants to do. So yeah, so, I think he'll be able to show that. Am I bragging ridiculously? Yes. Well, you should sure. be. You should. This <laughs> I am so impressed, though, Rhonda, with the balance that he was able to maintain in his life, and you as his mom and dad, and like Beth said, Alexis, and uh, that he had that need for the normalcy, the normal parts of a kid's life, baseball and um, prom. And I, I don't know. I think that that is maybe the key here that he was able to develop his craft, but also have just the, the normal parts of life that fill a person up. And maybe that's why he is such a gifted actor. Although it sounds like he had a lot of giftedness going on before he even started well, yeah. out. I, I mean, his, <laughs> he wasn't that, you know, I when think- I, I, I really think that his empathy and his relationships oh. with people are so important to him mm-hmm. that while he has worked to hone his craft and he, he takes it very seriously and, you know, all of those things, he doesn't take anything for granted. The person that Jonathan is makes him accessible on screen and off screen, I, mm-hmm. I think. I think you so know. too. We met at a we met at the comedy store. We were judging. Um, Jonathan and I did. We did a show up in the belly room, and we were judges. It was like a little acting competition uh, competition type thing, and we just hit it off. Um, of course, I've, I know him because of his movies and things like that because I enjoyed them when I was younger. Um, and like you're saying, of course, there's going to be that preconceived notion about a child actors and. Um, you mm-hmm. never know. And then also just, mm-hmm. you can't, I think people can't help themselves for better, or for worse. It's like, go, it is like going up to a famous person and assuming that you know them when you don't at all. So I'm glad I got the chance to be with yeah. him on a, on like a more normal setting. And we just got to chat mm-hmm. and get to know each other. And, and like you mm-hmm. said, I agree. He's, he, um, he is invested in his friendships and he keeps in touch and I like him a lot. And we're new friends. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, because you know what he—he's a wonderful judge of character. He really is. If Jonathan tells me that I'm gonna like someone or someone is a good person, it's a hundred percent true. Aww. Oh, I feel that makes me feel nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, no, and- it's true. So I—I I was like, okay, I'm all in. If it, if she's your friend, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. okay. My whole great, my whole greatest fear in life is embarrassing 
I don't know whether people don't understand genetics. We're not, uh, <laughs> you know, of limited intelligence. Like, how do these <laughs> children become bright and think are their parents morons? No. Um, yeah. Or that the mother, or the mother is pushing them. Right. It, yeah. It's not I true know what you mean. in every case. Yeah. It's just not. It's definitely, yeah, I'm glad you, I am glad you said that and addressed it just because it's, it is important. Like there's, there's a. And we met, you know, we met some and we had our fair share of meeting kids sitting out in an in an the room before they would go in for the audition and kids were crying. And yeah, mm-hmm. the minute any of that would have happened, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been okay. I mean, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think this is obviously a shining example of the other. It only takes a few, though, I think, to create that stigma. It only takes a few. But I think there are probably many more like you and Penny and really a lot of the moms that we've talked to. They are so devoted to their kids and respect their choices. Yeah. That's where you get it. And if the desire, if the real desire comes from the child... Yes, and that's you the key. And facilitate it, then yeah. I say do it. Yeah. Yes. You know, but you're right. Beth, if that's, it's about that's key. you, if it's about you and any false ideals for yourself, like mm-hmm. fame and you know whatever. Um, sure. Nope. Hang it up. It's not fair. Yeah. yeah. You can't abdicate your role as parent and I feel very strongly about that because we saw some ugly stuff you know on set yep, where that oh. you know you just feel for the kid yeah that'd right. be heartbreaking to to observe and to experience I'm sure oh but I'm glad you said uh, for that, you just to you address know. it in general because it's definitely a thing that exists and I'm glad that you guys are an exception to the rule because it is a beautiful thing to see. You guys have such a good relationship. And uh, we actually talked way longer than we expected, so I don't want to keep you any longer. Oh, but we just sorry. had, no, it's no, not I'm your fault. Sorry, but like I said, you asked me to speak about something. <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. Yeah. Rhonda, it's not you. I just am letting you know that we kept you longer than I said we would. So <laughs> um, <laughs> we love Time flies, though. When yeah, really When did. you're talking about mm. your kids and all the experiences no, we, that we you We absolutely loved had. every minute of it. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, when when it's safe, when it's safe, and hopefully in the not too distant future, I would love to meet both of you. Oh, we oh, we would absolutely love that mutual. too. Because we would once, love that. yeah, once mom can come, um, I'll definitely get in touch, and hopefully we can just you know get together. I've missed my trips to I LA. We can. Oh yeah. yes, I can imagine. Yeah. We can talk yeah. in different voices, and you know. Yes. It would be great. <laughs> it would be lovely. We'll look forward to that. We'll just make it a plan. Yes. And thank you so thank much. Thank you Rhonda. so much for inviting yeah. me. Thank you. Thank you, and, Rhonda. And I'll you text you and stuff, Rhonda. Continue when it's... love and good health. Yes, you too. You too. Take care. Thank you. All Thanks. right. You I'll Bye-bye. Bye, Rhonda. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Well, that was such a great call with Rhonda. Oh, she was lovely. She was just so much fun to talk with and and to hear her stories, to go back to when Jonathan was three, four years old. Yes, I'm I know. still just blown away. Honestly, that's why I do love doing the podcast. So like he can listen to it again and remember. And then it's just sort of like on the record. And listen to his to mom have, remember. Yeah, like a little yeah. whatever it is, audio scrapbook. But um and just to remind I've, people, his movie coming out is called Broil. 
it's from the creators of It Follows. And then, mm. like Rhonda said, it's not out yet, but coming is Pulling to Paradise, which is another movie Pulling he's starring in. Yeah. I feel the need for speed. <laughs> find, <laughs> find him on social media, at Jonathan <laughs> Oh, I would love to meet him. And I would yes. love to meet Rhonda. So hopefully we'll that'll come. One day. Yeah, that'll come true. Thanks for listening, guys. Nailed it. That was nice. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Okay. I wasn't stressed for you at all. Ha, ha, ha.